Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Making Of, and I am your co-host, Ashley Hovez, and along with me today, I actually have an alumna. Is it alumna? Yeah, I think alumna. Alum? Alumna. Alumna. We can throw an A on like That's fan. right. I love it. it. It sounds more feminine, but we're mm-hmm. starting this whole series where you guys have followed their progress from day one, started the documenting of their own offices, and now we are going to revisit those docs and see how they're doing. Like, um, like, uh, this is how it. This what is it? The trend. Like we had. What is it? Odyssey. You guys had Odyssey. Oh, we've had so many. We've oh. had. So many. Well, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my mystery guest, Dr. Ashley Dawson. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, because two Ashleys are always better than one. Always. Double trouble. Double trouble, indeed. Now, if you didn't listen to Ashley's season, hit pause, or you know what? Continue listening, because at the end of this episode, I'm sure you are going to go back and rehash the past and follow Ashley's entire startup journey that she documented with Michael. But for those of you guys who aren't familiar with Dr. Ashley, Ashley Dawson, Ash, go ahead and give a, um, a brief history of, of your startup story. Absolutely. So um, I am a 2016 graduate from Howard and woo-woo. <laughs> and uh, I had multiple different associate positions from um, upstate New York, yeah, the Raleigh, Chapel Hill area. And then I opened my startup uh, a little over 18 months ago. So I guess 2021 of July. And yeah, so we are coming up on our two year anniversary. And it has been a uh, roller coaster. So I'm excited to get into this, um, this recap. But, but yeah, so we... Yeah, I don't know how much into detail you want me to get. Oh my but... gosh. Well, okay. Okay. Start for starters. What is the name of your practice? Yes. So it is called Dawson Modern Dentistry in the Mint Hill Matthews area, which is just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome. Awesome. Well, okay. So you guys, so Ashley season, go back and listen to it. The making of Dawson Modern Dentistry. And she's, um, yeah, you, I, I can't believe it's almost been two years. I know. It feels, feels like it was yesterday, but um, I'm super proud of the progress. But every day is definitely a, a new journey, um, which I'm sure a lot of you practice owners out there just never know what you're going to get. But it's fun. It's rewarding. Um, and it's just definitely entertaining. It keeps you on your toes. Awesome. Well, okay. So we're going to go way back. When, um, when you first opened... How many employees did you start out with and where are you now? Yes. So I started out with, I would say two and a half. So I had one assistant. I had one girl that was assistant and front and I'd hired someone that was just front. Uh, I started with the assistant in the um, kind of front and back because the front desk was supposed to start a few weeks later. Well, when we started a few weeks later, she decided that this was not the right fit for her. So she quit after the first week. So mm. then it was just really, um, you know, my main assistant and then my front and back office at the time. Currently, I have um, two assistants, an office manager, one front office that we just brought on last week and one hygienist. Wow. 
Okay, let's talk about all this growth. Well, congrats um, to open in the age of the pandemic <laughs> is, is no easy feat. And the fact that you are doing it and you've grown, like, let's walk me through the progress. Like, how was your first fire? How was your first hire? And like, what have you learned um, about yourself as, as a boss? Yeah, so that is a great question because I feel like your team is one of the most important things that you could invest your time in with as far as like training and then just really taking the time to make sure you're hiring the right people on on to begin with. Uh, there were a lot of lessons along the way and uh, the people who were with me at the time, uh, they are no longer with me. And sometimes- All of them? All of them. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes they say the people that you start with, you know, like you're just going to need different people at different phases of your life, depending on where you are in that growth. And so yes. you have to kind of accept that as part of the journey. And they were really great at the time. And they, you know, I, I owe them, you know, the respect and the recognition for what they were able to do to get me started. But over time, I realized that it just wasn't a great cultural fit and um, there was a lot of stress. And so that led me to, you know, one of my first fires, which was, I've always been someone that I am not afraid of confrontation. I'm not afraid of that. So it uh, has helped me in, you know, this journey. But that was still heartbreaking because you never want to, you know, especially when you know someone wants to be there, but you know that they're just not, um, I forget, I don't know if it's traction or someone, you know, do they get it? Do they want it? And do they yes. have the capacity, capacity for it? Yes. You know, and it's like, you know, do, I felt like there was maybe one out of the three that they had, like they wanted to be there, but I don't think that they actually understood. And no matter mm -hmm. how much I try to train and do our one-on-ones and let them understand what success looks like in their position, it was almost like they just didn't have the capacity to fulfill that. And, you know, as I'm hiring and bringing on different people, I'm now kind of using that to filter out, okay, you know, and I've had to make multiple fires since then, actually. Mm -hmm. And I had to be realistic as far as do they, do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity? And I've just had some people that I realize that they're just, this is not where their heart is and that's okay. And I'm here to support them as a person and that everyone deserves to find a job and career that they feel fulfilled and excited to come to. And when the person we can tell on the outside that they're not excited, then it really affects the rest of your team. And that's not really fair to your team as well. So I've had to make hard decisions for the sake of the team and the betterment of everyone else, because I can't, you know, it's not just you hanging on to that one bad employee, it's everyone else that's affected as well. And I made sure that when I had my practice, I vowed that this would be a place that people enjoy to come to. And I had to take that responsibility and make those hard decisions. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some like deeper questions because I feel like this is exactly why we have the podcast, like to, to dig deeper into the harder topics and the hardest topic without a doubt has always been HR, HR issues. Like, do you mind talking about any stories of, of what, you, um, what you maybe put up with for a little bit or, um, or when you knew? Like, did something specific 
happen in the practice that made you really reevaluate why this person is not a good fit for your office? Yes. So I have a few stories, but I'll try to keep them. Oh, girl. Yes. <laughs> but and I, if you have already listened to some of the previous episodes, you might remember one of this short, sweet, simple story, but uh, comes back to, again, I take ownership of being able to interview properly. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed someone for a front desk position and they were fine. Great on the phone with me. Well, when I fired or hired them, they were butchering all the calls. It was awful. It was nails and a chalkboard. I was like, oh my gosh, this is why my front desk, my desk in office is by the front desk. So I honestly can like hear what's going on. And that's yes. why I designed office to be like that. Cause you need to know what's going on in the front. Did they answer the phone? Who this? <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> Who this? How to help you? How much, you know, you gonna pay? You gonna pay for the service. So, <laughs> but yeah, so she was terrible. Love her as a person again, but just not strong on the phone. So we, I tried to train, we did some role play and she was just not getting it. And I asked her, I was like, Hey, like what's going on? How can I best help you? How can I support you? And she's like, I just have phone anxiety. I'm like, well, the job was literally, I just need to do one thing really well. And that's just the answer the phones. Receptionist, front desk, first job description. And again, I should have been able to role play with her before I hired her. Lesson to myself, instead of hiring someone that has phone anxiety as a receptionist. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, this is seriously the things that you, like, you really can't make this shit up. Sorry, pardon my French. But like, if you were interviewing for a front office, for a patient care coordinator, where you are expected to be the first impression to your practice, and yes. you have phone anxiety? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it? Want it capacity? Yes. No, no. Yes. And, and, you know, it was even worse because she didn't have a car. And so when I fired her, her mom had to come pick her up. And oh, it was no. And I was like, oh, oh my dear God. God. Here. Take you home. Like, it was just a big thing. So that was one thing. And that lesson to me is learn how to properly interview. And because these people you bring in, of course, they're they're always going to show you their best selves. And my husband always says, your best employee is always your newest one because they're always trying to like, you know, woo you. Um, So if their best at that time is not that great, it's only unfortunately going to get worse. So um, can I stop you right there? So you, you mentioned something that I really loved. And you said, learn how to properly interview. Okay, so my question to you is, where did you learn and what does that look like now? Yes. So, I mean, I'm still learning. I, I wouldn't say that I have it figured all out. Um, but I also really love DSN, Dental Success Network, has been a huge... Um, I love DSN. Me too. I mean, the making of... Every, all these groups are amazing, but... I really lean on DSN because they have a lot of resources on there on, you know, like your hot sheet, your interview hot sheet, T- five, 10 minutes phone call. What, you know, what position are you looking for? Part-time, full-time? What's your salary range are you looking for? Because if, and again, don't just get a number, just like, like sometimes they're like 26. I'm like, okay, well, what's your range? So then, you know, like what's your highest you'll go? What's your lowest you'll go to see if that even fits in what you're even able to afford. And, you know, just getting some strengths, weaknesses and, you know, just trying to really understand 
the reason why they would be a good candidate, just kind of on the front end. And then depending on the position, you know, whether that means a working interview, we've done some working interviews for the front desk, uh, which I never really did before, but that helped us recently when we brought someone on uh, because we were like, oh, she was great on, actually, no, she was not great on paper because she didn't fill out her full application, which was a red flag because we have an online, we use Google, um, Google Forms to fill mm-hmm. out the application online. So it's easy for us to keep track over the years. Nice. But she didn't put any re- references on there. It was like very vague. And um, yeah, like she didn't even put like job location. Normally it's like, oh, I worked at, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever. It was just like cashier. And then like, you know, oh. front desk, waitress. I'm like, okay, where? <laughs> and like, what's the time? So if anyone that's incomplete, but then on top of that, also just really asking scenario questions uh, at the time. And I would even go as deep as like, find what problems you've had before, whether mm-hmm. that's drama with your team and ask them. So for instance, say you had a disagreement with a team member and they, you know, didn't put the materials in the right place and now they're blaming you. How would you manage it? You oh, know, like I love that. Yeah. Something that irked you or something that didn't go how you planned in the past. Use that as some scenario questions so that you understand their thought process of like how they're going to manage that situation. I love that so much. I don't, um, I, so I am, um, I'm a very emotional hirer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> I know. so like to take a step back and actually ask ask those questions like okay like name what would you do in this situation or or any kind of role playing is Mm -hmm. so it's so important and I was listening to a podcast about how 90 days 90 days we are going to reevaluate so they they aren't officially hired this Mm -hmm. is We're going to test each other out, whether you like us or we like you, we have 90 days. And at the end of the 90 days, we're going to see if this is a good fit for both of us. And I love that too, because they know like, hey, you, you really, you're not just going to impress me for this one hour that we just met, but you have to impress everybody and you have to continue that for for 90 days and beyond. Through trial period. And I feel like everyone's different as far as letting the person that's interviewing meet your team. And it depends on your circumstances, like, you know, as far as if you're replacing someone, but I think it's really important too to allow your team to meet this person and see if they vibe and, you know, without you being there, cause they're of course going to be like goody two shoes and want to mm-hmm. like, you know, put on this front, but like, you know, walk away or go do something and have your team hang out with them for 10, 15, 20 minutes and get the real lowdown on how they interacted with the other team and if they're going to be a good fit. Yes. Uh, you can love them as a person, but if they're not a good fit for your team, then that's um, going to be really challenging for, for them to blend in. Right. And we've had a few interviewees where my team's like, hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> she was a fill in the blank. Soon as she came in, like, Oh, yeah. okay. And then yes. went in front of your face, she's like, Oh my gosh. Hi. And I'm like, um, I know how you are, girl. Girl. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. No, I I love that so much because now we're doing the same thing in our office. So because I know that I can be, a, a, I, I make rash decisions 
I told Judy and Colin, I said, okay, we are not, since we're opening our, our next location, you guys are going to be in charge of placing the ad, um, connecting with those potential candidates. And the team is now going to do the hiring. Like you get, you'll, you'll spend time with every person. And then the team's feedback is, is what's going to make or break, whether this person is going to be a part of our, our future team. Yes. And one thing, and I don't know if you're doing this, but one thing that we started doing is sending them an Enneagram test. What is it called? Enneagram? Enneagram. Okay. So there are full on podcasts devoted just to your Enneagram. There are books. Enneagram. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Enneagram. Okay. And it is a... It's so detailed. Okay, so just so you guys know, I will take personality tests very fast. The Mm -hmm. Enneagram test took me one hour because you are now supposed to choose between options that are so similar that it really makes you dive deep into what you would choose because it could be A or B. Right. And then... At the end, I received my analysis and I was like, holy smokes, this is so me to a T. Wow. So now it, it'll show you like my, my, you'll get a summary of results. I got mine on, I think it's like ready, dot com, uh-huh. And I got my results back and it was like 20 pages long. Wow. And, and it's like graphs categories. Cause I know that they have like the disc personality test or what are like the main things that you get from it? everything this is this is how you are in your natural state this is how you are in your adaptive state this is how you are in your work environment this is how you think you're supposed to be in your work environment so Mm -hmm. it takes it's like a a very comprehensive version of the disc Uh and um and people use it to find um compatible mates yeah it's 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 wild yeah, so no, look into it. People that you you're interviewing as well. Oh, it's mandatory now. Yeah, yeah, wow. yes. You get pushback because it takes so long. Well, if you get any pushback, then that's already red flag. Exactly. As I was like, about to say, that weeds them out. Exactly. Already. I want to. I want us to be like the creme de la creme office to work for. Yeah, and when you're you going. That. Oh, yeah, thank like you. Seek that out too. So yeah, once you get to that point, you better yes. do the same test. <laughs> you better do the test because what we're looking for is someone who's going to be with us long term. Exactly. And then, so the people who are on Indeed, who are just mass emailing their resumes, we're right. not even going to look at them. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. So look into it, Ashley. First, take I'll it yourself. Me. Yes, and I'm going to And then I'll text me, and I want to know what you are. I have my uh, startup question. Is it free? How much does it cost? It's $12. $12. Okay. I can handle that. You can handle the $12. (laughs) And the $12 is going to save you thousands on the wrong employee. A thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, Okay. No, I I definitely want to hear what your results are. And um, okay. So back to, back to your growth. So you have an office manager, you have, uh, one front office you just hired mm-hmm. and then one full-time hygienist? Correct. One full-time hygienist and two assistants? Yes. 
And are you working four days? Yes. So we're four days. We are um, one week will be Monday through Thursday. And the next week we'll do Tuesday through Friday. <gasps> so you so, have a four day. Yes. This is my four day it. weekend. So I'm just starting. Oh my gosh. It's so nice. But maintaining the four day work week. And we have different hours each day. Like Mondays are 10 to 7. Okay. Tuesdays 9 to 6. And then Wednesday, 7.30 to 4.30. Thursdays, 7.30 to 2. And then we do team meeting from like 2 to 3 or 2 to 4. And then Fridays is 7.30 to 2. And then we go home. Look at you. Dang. So did you get any pushback with your employees about this schedule? So I actually had changed it back to like just normal four days a week. I think we had picked Monday through Thursday, but then the team was like, no, we don't want to do that anymore. Like, please, can we please go back to it? And they're like, really weekends. I was like, well, as long as someone's available to answer the phones on like the Monday or the Friday. So my assistant, she does virtual calls, calls from home on Mondays. I don't have anyone helping me on Fridays, but I do work with Golden Goose to help capture any new patient calls. That Love I miss. Golden and Goose. Me too. And Flex, they'll send, if we miss a call, they'll send a text like, hey, can, you know, we help you here? You know, our, you know, office is closed. Sorry, missed your call. And so I can, if it's something important, either they'll leave a voicemail or um, they can text and I can just text with them. Awesome. That, you know, when I first opened, that was actually my dream schedule. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know why I didn't follow through with it. Well, it's definitely very awkward with your team and your patients like, what the hell? Like, do you ever answer the phone? Like if it's, if they call on like a Friday and then that Monday too, you know, and I'm working on my phone system. I need to, cause I have like some voicemails, but I need to be a little bit longer, like more detailed about our schedule. Um, I think I say it on there, but, and I have it on our website, but sometimes patients are just, they don't pay attention. So, so you don't have any employees who find it difficult with childcare? No, if anything, they feel like it's very helpful because they're able to schedule doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. you know, and like be able to have like that one work day or, you know, weekday to to get stuff done. And they, you know, they really enjoy like that extra time at home. I feel like it gives us a good balance. Oh, so nice. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that I really loved and I want to pick your brain on is you mentioned team training. So, yes. So you're... Walk us through, like, what are the things that you're going through in team training and and you're doing this consistently? Consistently. My agenda is maybe not so consistent, but um, let me actually pull this up here. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, my agenda is not, like, super consistent, but we are, um, every Thursday, we are doing our meeting. I'm trying to see if I can pull this up. So have you heard of Level 10? meeting uh yes yes Yes. so that's also traction yes Yes. so um I got that from traction and um I'm also part of DSI and uh they have like DSN slash DSI they have a lot of resources so each week we'll go over like who's participating um you know we go through our scorecard and then so that's like our doctor net production hygiene net production for the week Mm-hmm. Hygiene rate point, treatment acceptance rate, patient acceptance rate, new patients, inbound answer rate in our total AR. Mm-hmm. Then we'll move into our team headlines as far as um, and announcements for the team, like where are we, you know, struggling, 
Uh, and then we have like a to-do list and action item list. And we'll also review if there's been something that's not done from the week before, then we'll touch on that. And then lately I've been trying to like start with like some, we call like thought provoking questions. So nice. um, we'll uh, ask like, for example, what can you do today that you weren't able, weren't capable of doing a year ago? And we'll like kind of go around. Um, and then like, you know, we'll even do like toilet paper over or under. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, fun things like that. So I'm like, oh, they're like, no, they're like psychopaths do under. I'm like, well, I did under until my husband started yelling at me and said I need to be doing over. So now I do over, but I didn't even think that there was a difference. So <laughs> you, 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 sorry, I can't speak because I'm so excited. You're saying all the right things. See, so you're holding these 11, 10 meetings that you got from Traction. You're doing that for two hours every Thursday? So it's pretty much like an hour and then we will still do, we'll get kind of on tangents. So that's why I need to like learn how to refocus. We have one assistant lover, but she's a chatty cat and I'm like, you gotta focus. So we'll <laughs> blend that. Um, and we'll also, I'll go around in a circle and I'll have the team tell us something that we are all doing well and something we need to improve on. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of like unpack that and just get like a little bit more granular on those things. And how do we like problem solve? Solve. And eventually I do want to do our team meeting and then break out to each and each department, departmental meetings each week. So not everyone will need to stay for that. They'll need to stay for the team meeting. But like if I'm meeting with assistants, then everyone else can go. Or, you know, office manager, maybe we meet for like 30 minutes to an hour. Nice. Uh, hygiene, I want to eventually start doing like, um, you know, like some hygiene podcasts. I know they have like, was a hygiene superstar or something like that, where we maybe listen to some podcasts and then talk about what was shared and maybe what things can we implement to improve like our hygiene department and patient experience. Nice. What are you using to track all your metrics for your scorecard? Great question. I use many different things, but my main <laughs> thing is practice by numbers. Okay. And um, again, I'm part of DSI. I joined them last summer and they um, sign you up with Divergent Dental, which is fantastic. If someone's looking for just like something to dip their toes in the water with uh, practice analytics, I think practice or Divergent has been great. Very simple, straight to the point. They give you daily reports, weekly, recare lists, um, attrition lists, a lot of great things. You just can't log into a portal and pull that up. They just emailed you these reports. So, um, but practice by numbers has been great. And then I, myself, I do a weekly scorecard for my practice. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. So every week I actually have to do it today. And I basically go over what my hygiene is. Um, my hygiene production, doctor production, but also we do block scheduling. Nice. So I do rock, pebble, sand for doctors. So rock are like my big procedures, pebbles, like fillings, and then sand is like no to low production. Mm -hmm. So I do like how many days until my next hygiene block and how many days until my next rock block. So then I can kind of like skim through to see how long it's been since, you know, or, you know, how far booked out are we getting? Mm -hmm. um, I do no-show cancellation percentage. I look at my forward production for the next 14 days and next 28 days. And then my next 28 days, I need it to be about 80% of what my monthly goal is, is what I was told I should shoot for. 
80%. Yeah, about 80% of what your monthly goal is. Uh, I go through my AR, inbound answer rate, my attrition of patients, because of course you can have a ton of new patients, but if your back door is wide the hell open, then you're not actually getting smaller. Um, Yeah, doctor stats, my collections. And then I also added on there my number of Google reviews online, my number of year-to-date new patients, and then my year-to-date revenue. And you are filling this out for yourself every week to keep yes. yourself accountable. Exactly. And then I've been able to see the trend. Like since my office manager came on, I actually let go. Again, I'm like the queen of ha- uh, firing two people in the front because, again, they, I love nice people. Like I would totally go to happy hour. We get some drinks and karaoke, but like they were just bringing us down in the mm. front. They were just kind of lazy, clocking in and out and just not. I was constantly having to ask, did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm not trying to be a helicopter mom. You know what you do. And if I have to keep reminding you, then at that point, it's just not going to work. So when I let them go and added the office manager, now I can actually see week by week her impact. Nice. And like the value that they've added, she's added since she's been with us. So walk me through, how did you find your office manager? Did they have a dental background? And what are the things that you're having your office manager do for you? Great question, because I do not need an office manager. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, ah, Um, but she had been messaging me on Instagram literally since last year, like a year ago. I was like, hey, like, you know, because at that time she had her own business. She was doing uh, virtual like insurance claims and she had her own company. She's working with some offices in Texas and Arizona. So she did that, but she wants to be back in the office setting and she loved doing that, but she just missed being with patients. So she um, had been an office manager at another office in our area. And then she had also been like front desk in some other leadership positions. So she'd been in dentistry for about 20 years already and uh, had a lot of insurance knowledge. So she would message me literally like every quarter. Then we had like something called Mint Hill Madness, where it was like a event where we had like a tent and stuff like that so she literally came up and introduced herself I was like oh my little creepy I don't know but <laughs> and then she messaged me again in January I was like you know what screw it I'm just gonna do it because this girl she came to our team meeting once I was like you can come by I don't know if this is gonna work wow. out come on by and we'll see and we had we're talking about some verbiage issues that we're having on the phone with cancellations and she's like well can I help I didn't even have to ask her she's like well you know I would say I'm going to role play. She's like role playing with our team. And I'm like, yes, girl hired. I don't even know how I'm going to afford you, but I was like, I got to figure this out. And I'm so glad. Um, She's been, I need to be giving her more uh, duties. And that's why we hired the other front desk girl because she's been doing everything up front Mm -hmm. and I need her to do more high value things and not Mm -hmm. just be a glorified, you know, glorified uh, receptionist. Right. So, but she's taking care of our payroll. Um, and then I did roll out 401k. So, and like people who call out sick or they would need vacation, all those questions that would distract me in the middle of the day, yes. they go to her. Amazing. And my focus level is so much better because people aren't constantly interrupting my thought process in the middle of the day. Oh, my son is sick. Can I take off like all these random things that now I can, you know, have her take care of? Oh, I, I mean, you said something that, um, that 
appealed to me. You said, I don't even know how I'm going to afford you, but I'm going to hire you anyways. Can you walk us through like, I mean, I feel like we are always in this state of we're we're still growing. We're young and we don't know what our limits are. And I listened to a podcast about you hire not where you're currently at. You hire for where you want to go. And how much of a financial stretch, I would say, did, did, did you feel? And when did you know that like, okay, I'm ready to take the leap and just make the investment? Yes. So that is, was a very challenging part of it. Cause I had to sit down and look, cause you can't be like, Oh, well, I feel like I could maybe do this. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. we but so she had a pretty, she was asking for a decent amount of money. And my thing is that if, you know, if I bring you on, whether you're an, uh, Dr. Chris Phelps, actually, he's in our area. He was kind enough to meet with me in um, a local Starbucks, but he said, any person you bring on, like they need to bring at least three times their value within the first like three months. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm paying this chick this much, then um, she needs to be adding this X, X amount of value. And before I even hired her, you know, I was like, okay, well, I won't have to outsource my insurance claims because that was slipping through the cracks because she can do that. So I'm like, okay, well, I won't have to pay for that. Then I was like looking at, well, the two in the front, that's probably not going to work out. And I told her I won't be able to afford you and them. So it kind of worked its way out. Which so you let out. two people go in exchange for her? Pretty much. I let one go. One, okay. I was about to let go on that Monday. And then that Tuesday, she's like, hey, doc, can I talk to you? I was like, yes, yes, we can talk. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> she's like, I found another job that pays a little bit more because she has, you know, she has a few kids, single mom. And she's like, and, you know, I really didn't want to leave, but I'm going to have to go just because they're going to offer me more money. I was like, I completely understand. Like, you know, absolutely. Yes. True. Like, you got you to do yes. what you got to do. They were paying her a lot more than what I could afford <clears throat> to give her. So she, that worked itself out. Perfect. And then the other girl, I, I did have to let go, but she was uh, adding to the toxicity and was asking, mm-hmm. she was asking other people about their pay, but it was like in a very <gasps> malicious way that it was creating a lot of drama oh dear gosh no and very unprofessional and very uh, calling the girl that had just been you know that had just quit and was like I miss you I feel like I'm being micromanaged like doc apparently she said doc better um pay me more money or I'm gonna have to find another job like that's what got back to me so I was like you know what this made it a lot easier <laughs> yes mm-hmm. oh. Nice. Well, I'm yeah, glad. I looked at all, of, all of that to see if I can afford her. And I gave her a benchmark. She's like, well, I want to be making this. I was like, that's great, but we need to be making this and our overhead needs to be that. For yes. us to get that. Yeah. Now, I love that you, um, you stretch yourself, but you also, you made the numbers make sense. Like you didn't just make a, well, I feel like, because I feel, well, I know that I feel like a lot of things Right. Exactly. And you have to make we're human. So exactly. Exactly. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm laughing because we had a, a morning huddle just a few uh-huh. weeks ago. And we're the purpose of the morning huddle is also to talk about our scorecard. Mm-hmm. But because we are still in limbo with a um a tracking software, uh-huh. everyone's been struggling where to 
pull out this information. So one of our one of our team members, when it came to what she was going to say, if we're on or off for uh-huh. the, the week, she said, well, I feel like we're <laughs> on. <laughs> Everybody's just laughed like, yes, it, yes. Yeah. So the numbers, I, this is why numbers, I mean, you just have to make it a logical decision, not a feeling decision. So I'm glad that worked out well for you. And I want to ask you, what is the, what is the way that you are motivating the team to track all of this as well? Do you have a bonus structure set up or not doing a bonus structure? Um, So I definitely don't have a bonus structure right now because I am still, I feel like I'm such an average startup. Maybe, maybe I'm not, but I'm still like not paying myself what I want to be paying myself. It's still very Um, bare ass minimum. (laughs) FYI, there is nothing average about you. So don't ever, don't ever say that too. Yes. But I was like, oh my gosh, like I see all these people killing it, of course, on social media. And you're like, that is awesome. And I'm like, well, I'll get there. And I know everyone has their own journey, but um, yes. definitely not paying myself as much as I would like to. We are totally getting there. Like we, this year is like, we're killing it. Um, And so, and the team knows that eventually I do want to do a bonus, but I feel like I invest so much in them personally and they they know that that they want to do what's best for the team nice like and I have that group of people because I didn't have that before but like my one of my assistants she wants to go to dental school so I'm like how you know on our one-on-ones we go over the practice but I'm like well how can I help support you where are you at with that like let me connect you she's going to go up to DC so I connected her with one of the professors at Howard and she's so grateful for that or you know like my office manager, you know, she's got some stuff she wants to talk about, like I'm there personally, or I had another teammate that she couldn't afford her son a birthday party. So I actually helped contribute some for that, you know, so that he can be able to have his birthday party. And, you know, like around Christmas, and she was like, Oh, my gosh, like, thank you so much. He was so happy. We were able to do it at Chuck E. Cheese. And he was like, you know, show me pictures. So I feel like they, because they know I care about them as people, like they will do the things that need to be done. And that they don't have to be motivated by money. Of course, mm-hmm. everyone wants more money, but they understand the purpose and like our vision as a yes. whole for our team and our patients that they're on board and they're bought in. I love it. I love it. And can you can you walk us through what your relationships with them are like? Because as a woman, as a young woman doctor, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to skate that line between friend and boss and and right. what where where are your boundaries and um or if you're like me maybe it's a little blurred <laughs> I, I really want to know because you also said something earlier that I'm really um I, I admire so much is that you're not afraid to speak your mind and and have those uncomfortable conversations so right. what what does it look like to work for Dr. Dawson? Yes. So I, I am very grateful because I feel like everyone has adopted my mindset. It's almost like, you know, you're the parent and these are almost like your kids and you want to like train them up to have like the same mindset as you. And it just takes time and trust. But we are very big about 
communication. We have our core values, you know, respect, uh, great patient experience, respect others, initiative and innovative team mm-hmm. player. And then we also have open and honest communication because we have some people lying about some important stuff that I'm like, look, mm-hmm. if we hide the truth, we can't yeah. fix it. Like right. it, it has to be a place where people can make mistakes. Yes. I'm not going to yell at you, but I'm going to be more disappointed if you're constantly lying to me about something. Mm-hmm. And then now it's an even bigger situation. Right. So we, you know, I'm very friendly. I'm not going to lie. I cuss in front of my team all the time. Like they know that that's just part of my verbiage and my vocabulary. And I don't, you know, I don't give a whatever. And I'm yeah. just like, what the hell? Like, I can't believe this, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> but so they know, like they kind of, we all like talk like normal people. But then if I have to have a tough conversation with someone, like they know, they know I don't want to have to put the hat on and be a jerk and like be upset about something. Like they try not to even put me in that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, hey, like I really don't want to have to have this conversation. You know that you're not supposed to be on your phone during work hours. Like my assistant, I was like, where the hell is she going to go in the back? She's FaceTiming her boyfriend. I'm like, girl, we were on the clock. I'm not oh, paying no. eat your little cheese sticks. So I need you in room three. I was like, don't put me in this situation. Don't right. be that teammate. Just don't. I you know, like, come it. on, girl. Just yes. like, I'm sorry, Dad. Doc, you're right. You know, like, and she stopped. <laughs> wow. And and you've said that you have pretty um consistent reviews with them. Yes. Yep, have monthly reviews and they know I don't want to have to write you up. So if I write you up like that, like you really, really, really cross the line. So I haven't had to write someone up in a long time, but I try to give people enough warnings where it's like, hey, you know, we're we have a great relationship. But at the same time, I have a responsibility to make sure that this practice is running smoothly and that everyone is happy here and that our patients are taken care of. Everyone knows that that is my responsibility and that they respect that. And so they respect if I have to come to you about something difficult, they know it's because like, this is just something I have to do. And I'm not trying to take this out personally. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to do to move forward. And 100%. I feel like percent at in the future, do you think you will have your office manager start doing those? Probably. I think we had talked about maybe even like alternating, you know, that way I can get some deets details on like, you know, if there's something that she's doing or saying that maybe someone might not agree with, at least it's an opportunity or even vice versa. If I'm doing something crazy, it's someone that they can confide in to talk about any concerns or issues. But um, I even tell my team, like, if I'm doing something crazy, like, please tell me. They're Mm -hmm. like, Doc, can you please stop throwing your burrs everywhere? It takes us so much longer to clean the room. I'm like, thank you for telling me. Yes. They're like, can you just... And then like, even yesterday, they're like, yeah, you know, I was like, okay, why are we making mistakes? Someone's putting 12 DO, but we're actually doing 13 DO. I'm like, what is going on? Thank God I'm checking the x-rays. They're like, well, sometimes, you know, you're doing this, you know, like hurry up and you kind of stress this out. I was like, thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate it. I was like, I am going to put fire on you guys because like, you know, there's moments where I need you guys to, you know hustle, but y'all have to learn how to manage it yourself as well. Like you have to slow down and speed up. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, I'm not going to be the first person that's going to put fire on you, but you mm-hmm. have to be calm minded for you to be like, okay, I know she's telling me I need to hurry up. 
I myself, I'm going to take another three more seconds to make sure I'm transferring the correct information. I was like, it's like the person that's like riding your ass on the highway. You get all anxious, yes. but it's okay. Let me move over. Y'all can go around. I'm going to take my deep breath. So you don't get me flustered, but I know what I need to accommodate the situation that's mm-hmm. happening around me to make sure yes. I'm doing what I need to do. So that's, so it's like, you know, yes, you know, I'll make sure I'm mindful of not rushing you guys. But at the same time, even if you're in that environment, you guys have to have enough mental control over being able to control how you're feeling and being able to still have a great output despite being in a hectic situation. That's just life. Yeah. And, and can I just say that just talking with you, I mean, you're already light years ahead of where so many practice owners are who have opened their practice decades ago. And I mean, I, there's, there's nowhere but up for you, Ash. Like it's, it's just really inspiring and you're so level-headed and, and honestly, I think so much of that is because you're an athlete. And you are used to being coached and disciplined and like you have a a routine that you follow. Like it's, it's, um, you're so level-headed. So I owe a lot to my gymnastics, acrobatics and tumbling track, like all my, I've had literally nothing but the best coaches in every single sport that I've done. So I've, you know, I owe so much to them. Like, obviously my parents had a big impact, but like I spent most of my time doing sports that I feel like that was where the biggest impact was, is. So that's where I get all of this from is because all those years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's move on because I mean, can you believe it's already been 50 minutes? I know it's crazy. Time flies. Time flies. I, I want to know what is your biggest pain point that you have right now? Um, My biggest pain point right now is, I mean, again, I'm not really financially paying myself as much as I would like. And I know that we're heading in the right direction. We're creating a foundation, but I would say it's just really our production and collections. Okay. Um, I work with DSI, my coaches, and I've been getting a lot of help with just getting out of my own way, meaning making sure that I'm not uh, treatment planning alphabet soup fillings element of PQRS, mm. MOD, E to Z. And so I'm just like, you need a crown. I'm like, you need an M-O-D-C-R-N crown. And that's just, you know, and I love it. I can do a better crown that's going to last you longer. Yes. I can a filling that's probably going to break in two to three years that you're going to need to either have a root canal or a less predictable crown. I've come to terms with that. So I think that's my biggest pain point is just, getting our collections and productions case acceptance up so that we have a good um, cash flow. So then mm-hmm. now I can start getting my, you know, cash reserves, my debt down and just be more consistent. Okay. Very, very nice answer. And to help with that, what are you doing with marketing? Ooh, I suck at marketing and I know Michael would be so disappointed, but <laughs> don't listen to this, Michael. Um, so for marketing, I, so my best friend, Melissa Torres, she just opened her practice two weeks ago. She is, yeah, (laughs) she's up in like the Boston uh, area, but she actually just opened up and she already had like a hundred patients scheduled without really doing a lot of like 
Google ads or any other marketing. She did a ton of ground marketing. So I feel like for me, I've not, like I've done about $500 a month in Google ads. I invested in making sure my website's great. Like you have to have that. And I'm investing in making sure that patients are leaving us a good review by mm-hmm. giving a good follow-up text through, we use that uh, practice by numbers. So as far as like marketing, I think my focus is really mainly on great patient experience, internal marketing, asking for review or asking for referrals. So when we're also doing a new patient call and they schedule, is there anyone else in your family that needs an appointment? Mm-hmm. Not that wants to schedule that needs an appointment. Mm-hmm. So then that way we can maybe get two or three people scheduled on that one new patient call versus just the one person. And then, you know, um, so a lot of my new patients are coming from word of mouth and Google a little bit, you know, and also obviously like we have some insurances, but I'm not doing too many crazy things, do a little bit of social media, but I think that's it. Like Google ads and then just all the other things so that when they do see your website, if they referred you, you know, someone referred from our practice that they're impressed to where now they want to schedule an appointment. A hundred percent. Do you have any kind of gift or referral bonus or you can't even really call it that, at least in California, but is there a, a, a token of appreciation that you do for your patients if they do refer? Um, no, but we need to. In North Carolina, you can't give them any like uh, gift card because it's called it's considered bribery. Mm-hmm. So um, right now we're just thanking them, but we need to maybe like do a card mm-hmm. or something like that. I will add this like super random thing that my hygienist came up with, but we love when patients finish their treatment or like they do a really great job. They're really scared. We let them pick out of the adult treasure chest. Ooh, tell me about the adult treasure chest. Not like adult, 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 but just adult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not, you know, we might keep it. Although that may help with more more patients. That is true. (laughs) That is true. It'll be like, you know, people, five-star review, adult treasure chest, hashtag. Um, But... (laughs) Yeah, so we we have like my hygienist, her boyfriend made this beautiful cedar adult chest with like, you know, it's got like a little lock on it. So we have like face mask in there, oh. uh, pimple things like stickers that go on to help with your pimples, nail polish, shower steamers, uh, male like grooming kit, uh, you know, like some wrench, a little pocket, like really cheap things, but they're like, wow, this is so cool. Like they feel really great about it. They're like, this is so neat. I've never like been able to pick out a treasure chest before. Oh so it's kind of- my gosh. I am totally stealing that, Ashley. Please do. Please I, do. Um, yes. I'm going to hashtag adult treasure chest. I'm going to tag you. And yep. if you're listening to this right now, guys, make sure to also hashtag and tag um, Ashley on social media because that's that's such a good idea I love that idea but it is like so much fun to like be able to give that to the patient especially when they were really nervous or they tackle their stuff like they're just you know they're just so appreciative oh I love that so much okay (laughs) so we have five minutes left now is there anything that you wish you did differently knowing than what you know now um I let's see here 
I think my main thing is just getting coaching sooner. Okay. So that I had the, I was empowered to make decisions that I was always afraid to make Mm -hmm. um, along the way. Because I feel like that was such a hindrance in the beginning of my growth is I was like afraid to get a hygienist. I was afraid to Mm -hmm. hire this person. I was afraid to let this person go. I was afraid to do this. Like, is this the right decision? So just, you know, having a coach that is someone that has had a great track record. They, you know, have been there, done that. They understand. Um, and they know your journey. You're not just talking to some random person that you met on Facebook, which is nice, but like someone who knows a full story of what's right. going on, yes. being able to help guide you and just like, you know, yes, it's going to be okay. Like your flow is enough to have a hygienist. And cause I should have had one a lot sooner. And I feel like that would have helped really expedite my process. Cause I was stuck doing cleanings and exams. I couldn't mm-hmm. produce anything. Right. Right. When, um, when did you hire your first hygienist? It was uh, right at a year, basically, like a little over a year. So it was last uh, July, August of last year. So she hasn't been with us for quite a year yet. Um, But like when I did that, uh, and I I can talk about numbers, but my production and collections was like 30,000. It was like so bad to like, it jumped up to like 50, 60,000. Nice. And I was like- Just by adding the hygienist. Literally. Nice. So, and I was like, okay, like, you know, we can grow on this because now I'm not getting bogged down with all the other lower production things. A hundred percent. I, gosh, hygienists, if, if you have a great hygienist who is super awesome at communication and, and helping to help Mm co-diagnose, that will make it, it'll it's life-changing the other thing yeah it was like it was nice to hear it from other people because it was just me oh you need this crown but now my hygienist is clean and she's like yeah you need a crown then now I'm the second person saying it so then yeah. now they're here again and so that also helped their case acceptance too awesome I'm so happy for you Ash I, where how, where do you live in relation to Durham I'm about two hours so I used to live in Chapel Hill which is like 10, 15 minutes from Durham, but now I'm in the Charlotte area. So that's like, like two, two hours, 15 minutes from Durham. Are you going to visit? I will be there in like two weeks. <gasps> wow. Oh, wait, what, do you know where the Align Center, Align oh, Headquarters? Yeah. I'm in there. Yeah. Um, how, so how far is that from you? Um. Yeah, I'd say it's that. Still two hours? Yeah, it's still maybe like a little over two hours. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I know. I was just trying to see that one. Um, well, I'm really just tr- trying to see you. Oh, and if I don't see you in North Carolina, I would really love for you to make it to our retreat this year. I know. Are you doing it again in November? We're going to do it every year, girl. Okay. Like, we, yes. we need to like, was, co- yeah. I was broke as a joke last year, but I will put it on my calendar and like, I am going to start saving for it now. There's no excuse. Let's do it. It's yeah. so nice. I mean, to to be in in a small group of of just this, like docs who really get it. Like we understand because we are you. Like we've been through every stage. So it this past one where we had it in Napa, it was mm-hmm. amazing. Like everybody left feeling like now we have 78 new best friends. It was right. It was I so love fun. the pictures. I feel the energy through the pictures. Oh, well, I hope you and Melissa come. And yes, I'm putting it on my, my, I have like my whole um, 
have like this like ghetto piece of paper in my because I don't have a whiteboard in my closet hanging over nice. my for my year goals. So I will make sure I'll put that on there because I look at it every single day. Good, good. And we have to have like an LBD reunion. I in know. Person. Yeah. Just let me know. Okay. Well, thank you for spending an hour with us. And I'm so excited for you. And I really do sincerely hope to see you in person and meet you. We're going to make it happen. And guys, if you found value in today's um, episode, which I know you did because Ashley did not hold back. We talked about leadership. We talked about hiring, firing, where she wants to be, what she wish she would have done sooner. Like these are the things that we are going to make sure to follow up with all of the alum of the Making of series. So um, tag Ashley, tag her and let her know that you found her to be valuable, which she is. And um, and also check out that adult treasure chest because um, that is that's gold. I love it. Yeah, everyone should be doing it. The patients will love you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening and join us on Facebook and leave us a review, but only if it's five stars because you know we will cry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.